One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, welcome to Warrior U. Join retired Special Forces Officer Bram Connolly as he explores resilience, mental toughness, high performing habits, and other aspects that are required to develop a warrior mindset. Warrior U, it's the performance edge. This week's episode is sponsored by SWORD, Special Operations Research and Development. So, I should say up front that I know the founder of SWORD. We were in the Tactical Assault Group together. In fact, We were in the same team during our CT training, and in the years that followed, much of the load-carrying equipment that I trusted in some of the harshest places on Earth was supplied by SWORD. It's no stretch to say that this equipment is built by operators for operators. Actually, come to think of it, my first ever plate carrier was SWORD, and at one stage, probably every piece of field kit that I carried had been purchased either by myself or the unit. Check out their website, and by using the code WARRIOR, you can receive 10% off the listed price on any item. That's 10% off just by using the code WARRIOR. Radio, Adrian, tell me what's going on. What are you working on? Mate, I'm working on a project called Swiss 8. It's a, a, well, long story short, it's a program I've been putting together for about five or six years. I got out of the army in 2000 and started 2012. And, um, I was kind of what, what I thought one of the lucky ones that didn't really have any dramas, or I thought at first. Um, and a, few, a year or so after I got out, I'd, I'd been running a business um, and I got rid of the first business I had. And, and that's when I kind of started to see every now and then wheels were falling off. I was having a few little dramas and, and trying to figure out what they were, what was going on. Because um, at that time, uh, everyone, every veteran that, ever had any kind of mental health drama and was told that you've either got PTSD or there's nothing wrong with you. So, and I, I definitely knew that there was, there was no traumatic uh, experience in my military history to kind of give me the right to say I've got PTSD. So I started to investigate like other, what it could be that was triggering this anxiety, a little bit of depression every now and then. Um, and before I, I didn't really get any answers as to what, it was at that time, but I started to talk to the boys about it and the guys that were experiencing the same stuff and try and find ways to, to get around it or to or essentially to fix it because uh, we didn't, again, we weren't ready to go and talk to people as far as going to see sites and stuff. Um, so we started to put together this program and it was based around getting back into a healthy routine, training properly, eating properly, getting sleep patterns squared away. Um, meditating which was a big one that a lot of the boys kind of didn't want to go near um and then we put together this program had all the tools that we'd been self-teaching um and and we just didn't know how to get it out to people and so we're running around ideas on do we get a farm do we get a retreat kind of scenario where we can get all the boys that need to learn this stuff get them away from society for a week or two train them um on, on what we've been teaching ourselves, but the, the hurdle we had with that was we, we didn't have the money. Uh, we didn't have a property, we didn't have a location. So it kind of became one of those projects like like many where it's a kind of you're doing it in your spare time, you put it off and you put it off and, and never becomes your number one priority. Mm. 
uh, until one of the boys who was working on it with us ended up taking his own life. And that's when we kind of switched on and said, we can talk shit about this stuff for another 10, 20 years, or we can make it our priority now and do something. Uh, and it was just luckily my, my wife's a, a, an app and website designer, my brother's a software engineer, so I kind of got input from them. They're like, you've got the, you've got the program, turn it into an app, which is what we're working on now. We're almost finished uh, development. We should have it live in, in Feb next year. Um, to get it out there, we've built a charity model behind it so that we can deliver it for free, for free, sorry, to veterans um, while selling it, hopefully, to companies as a corporate health model. Man, that's pretty interesting. So I'll unpack a few things that you said there. Yeah, okay, the fact that you identified that you probably didn't have PTSD from one individual instance and i know that you know we've we've done a little bit of talking i obviously know a few people that you know as well so we know a lot about each other you know i'm vehemently opposed to veteran victimization especially self-victimization because pdsd is something that can be recovered from if you truly have pdsd then you can work through that and and there's lots of evidence to show that that can be done and then there's but then there's the whole other side to what the military does. I mean, you you know, we're, we're institutionalized at school. And then, then you leave that institution and you go into the military and it's just a brand new institution. It's still an institution. And then when you leave that institution, you know, you have that separation anxiety disorder that comes on and suddenly things aren't quite as great as what they were before. And I assume that's, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, they're, they're two of the key points that you've touched on. Like, it is... The institutionalization side of it, that's what we're trying to bring back with this with this app. It's just about building routines. Like a lot of people went uh, from being a CV, you go to Kapuka or, or RMC or AFL, wherever you go for uh, initial training, and it's the, you get the culture shock of everything's so, so regimented. Um, you become used to that, and that's what you kind of need because mm. it helps you stay, on, stay focused, stay motivated, everything's done with structure. And then... A lot of the boys I'm talking, I mean, I can't talk from an officer perspective. I can only talk from an OR perspective. But a lot of my mates in my peer group leave the army. The first thing they do is just dump the routine side of it. Mm. Um, there's no need for it straight away when they first leave. So the wheels kind of fall off there. They stop training so much, not eating as well, hitting the piss too often. Um, and that's kind of the, it, it's, it's like the, the chicken and the egg scenario. That's the cause and the symptoms of their problem, it's just like an endless cycle. So getting that stuff back together is, um, or back on track is, is key to, I think, the whole thing. In. But the other thing you brought up was there's no – a lot of the boys, when they leave, they don't really have that – they lose that aspiration to be great. Again, like they don't um, have those high, high-level goals that they want to achieve. And even worse, they feel like at such a young age, they feel like those kind of – avenues in life are all behind them now so your late 20s early 30s and all the best things that you were ever going to achieve whether you made them or not they're in a part of your life that's now behind you and that's hard to deal with like when you've got it's hard to really find purpose in life when you think all the good shit's in the past yeah i don't want to i don't want to yeah certainly don't want to come off as as fucking pious or anything i mean one of the one of the key things i thought about doing and i might still do it yet is um you know walking the Camino de Santiago you know so walking from I think it's Aix-en-Provence in France and walking down to the bottom of Spain 
takes about a month to do, you know, and it's just one of those things where you don't have any technology, you don't have don't have all the impacts from social media and the like, don't have any contact with anyone other than the people that are around you and you stop in these um, refuges at night and, you know, put your, put your rollout mat on the floor and sleep and, and then you get up the next day and you walk another 30 miles, you know, and you just think about shit. And, mm. um, and I think that, I think what happens is a lot of people leave the, the military and they, they, they don't think about stuff or they think about stuff too much. And then they don't have a framework for what's going on with them. And the next thing you know, like you say, they, they get on the piss and then they stop doing PT and, you know, start getting fat and then five years ago which wasn't that long they were at the peak of their fitness and mental abilities and then five years later not in the not in the military or not not in the adf and they're at the lowest point they've ever been in their life and don't know how they're going to get out of it so i think this the whole idea of the swiss eight uh, model that you've set up is something that's going to be life-changing for a lot of people and i can see that especially in the oil and gas industry and mining that that would be something that would be beneficial to their to their you know staff on their rostered weeks off oh 100 mate i actually like half an hour ago just came out of a meeting with a guy who works for a, a not-for-profit called mates in mining and mates in construction and um some of the stuff they're doing is fantastic yeah. and that's um i mean that's something we realized along the way we, we built this whole thing it was a group of group of veterans building this concept we're working now with the university of newcastle to get some actual science behind it but what we found as we're putting these things together is they're not veteran problems they're they're society problems um and and like you said like i, I wanted to stay completely away from pdsd because that's not, not something that i'd never had experience with and that was the only that was the throwaway diagnosis for every veteran but what the, st- the stuff that we're looking at is issues that it doesn't matter if you're a secretary. It doesn't matter if you work in an office nine to five your whole life. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a minor construction worker. Across the board, people are, like mental health is one of the biggest issues facing society today. Uh, and the, the symptoms of, of all these things, and from what we're finding, the some of the solutions that is <coughs> sorry the same across the board, whether you're a veteran or not. Um, and it is. It's just about getting that routine back in order. Getting it's. The, the fitness, the sleep, the, the mindfulness and the nutrition stuff, it's all about getting your brain chemistry back to a level where you can go, all right, I'm not waking up depressed. I can identify that there is a problem. Now I can take the next step if I really need to and go and see a site. Mm. Um, so, and, and that's what our solution is, just to rebalance that brain chemistry to get people to the point where they can put their hand up and go, all right, maybe I do need some, some serious help. Yeah, and what point are you at at the moment with its development? How far off are you from being able to throw it out there, launch it out? Um, Started well. We've been given the we were given this, the date in the middle of January. Um, that's been pushed a couple of months ago. They pushed that to the start of Feb, and we've got a confident timeline now. Like I've got the app on my phone at the moment, but uh, I don't know anyone who's had experience developing apps. You get a first release full of bugs, and we're not going to release that to the public. So that. We've got another month and a half, two months of testing to get it perfect, and then we'll go live with it in Feb next year. And what's the what's the different elements of it? Like, let's go right into detail and on what the app will will show them or, or guide people to do. Yeah, so it's called Swiss Eight. So it is. It's eight pillars of health and lifestyle. The first, we wanted to take it into a, um, a slow onboarding. We don't want to get people that have got dramas and they can't really get their routine together and go here here's eight new things you've got to do every day because no one's going to do it so we, we've got the core uh four which is fitness nutrition mindfulness and sleep um and basically you open the app and it's a calendar it's a calendar that we have programming for fitness so you can choose one of 
eight to 10 different styles of fitness, depending on your goals. Um, and we've got the programming written in each of those um, styles. So you select which one that you like the best, add it to your calendar, and it's got your workouts for, like, for the, every day, every day that you want to train. And then we've got the same thing uh, with food. It'll give you all the recipes you want uh, for the every day uh, that you want to cook. Uh, mindfulness. So when, when you start off, food and fitness is all we're asking people to do for the first two weeks. Then we want to slowly introduce a little bit more once you're comfortable, uh, and that will be to introduce some mindfulness, so either meditation practices or yoga, and there's a bunch of uh, different programs you can select there and just add them to your calendar for the week. Uh, sleep's pretty simple. We're just giving information on, on how important sleep is, uh, what it does to, to level out your brain chemistry, and then using, linking it back to the old army um, routine we give people like a morning routine and night routine it's like a five to ten minute process to go through to get yourself up and going in the morning and a five to ten minute process to kind of wind down get your head empty and and ready to sleep um we encourage people to look at the other aspects uh, ideally those four components are what's going to get uh your routine built get you back in a positive headspace and then we start to look at all right how can you progress not only become who you were, but start to better yourself again. And that's why we've got like personal growth, minimalism, um, discipline's a big one, and time management. They're just aspects that they're more challenge-based than program-based that you can just add different things to your, to your week or to your month um, to start to learn new things, grow new tools, and then progress as a person, I guess. Would you classify yourself as, a, as an entrepreneur? Um, oh, I guess. I don't know. I've had I've had a couple of businesses since I got out of the army. Hmm. Um, some of them fantastic ideas. One of them was terrible, but I mean that's if I had to put a title on it, I guess that's what I'm doing at the moment. Like all that's what I've realised is kind of my new purpose is to to develop things that are going to be able to help other people. Hmm. To begin with, like my first um, business that was actually successful was a health food business, hmm. um, and I do enjoy. I think that's a that's a quality that a lot of veterans have is that we enjoy the idea of helping people mm. that's that's why most people join the army it wasn't to go and kill a bunch of people it was to defend people and protect people and help other people out and i love the idea of building businesses that help people out but for-profit businesses um it was fun i guess i could probably do it again down the track but putting this one together this is uh, this has been a passion project mate i, I love mm. if you want to call me an entrepreneur for building this kind of thing i don't know but yeah this is definitely what i see myself doing for for Good going forward. Yeah, there's something, there's something, you know, definitely very similar between what you and I do with regards to creating something, you know. So, yeah. so, and I, I see myself with an entrepreneurial spirit. I'm not very good at it, but it's certainly creative, you know. And I, I see that designing this app to to really link people back to that um, institutional model to then give them that support base moving forward, so that they can maybe have an easy transition in some ways you know i see that as a quite a creative outlet and you know kudos to you i think it's it's a brilliant a brilliant thing i'd love to see i mean this is many phases down the track but given um the way the world's going the way everything um technology's going i'd love to see this grow to the point where we can put some money aside to help guys out when they are transitioning out don't really know what they want to do with themselves come yeah. up with an idea that like a lot of most young folks have got them ideas that they want to experiment with and then have like an incubator system where we can just put a bit of money behind them, teach them how to execute these ideas that they've gotten and, and like you said, get creative mm. um, and do something you want to do rather than trying to jump straight into a nine to five just because you've got a 
pay bills. Yeah, I was going. I was just saying before that you know I think you're missing a trick if you're not engaging with with like halo neuroscience and neuroplasticity and also guys like Ian Dunican PhD with regards to to sleep and just how important sleep is to the whole process to the re- recovery process as well as the the whole brain chemistry through and tracking sleep is, is I guess is what I'm trying to go with is like actually tracking sleep and the impacts on that that REM sort of deep sleep yeah. for mental health I think that you really need to I mean don't take anything that I say you know, it's gospel, but I would be looking at going into the sleep in a lot of detail because I think it's one of those things. Most most guys I know, when they're stressed, end up sleeping on it. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mate. That, look, I, I would take all, anything on board. Um, I I see myself like I put together the platform, and I've since leaving the army, like I've got a lot of experience with the nutrition side of it, a fair bit of experience with the fitness side of it, but the rest of it, I'm we we're basically getting like brainstorming this with anyone who wants to talk about it, getting feedback from people who are experts in each field um, and, and plugging that stuff in. So that'd be gold. I'll, I've written his name down. I'll have to look him up. Originally, mindfulness was the biggest one that I kind of had the, the least experience in, the biggest hurdle I was going to have to overcome. But luckily, I've, I've plugged in with a bunch of businesses, um, veteran-owned businesses, actually, that are all about yoga and, and meditation. Mm. But Blind Tiger Yoga was a, was a great find. Um, and that's being able to make so that we've got this platform now we can deliver these programs that are a lot higher level than what i would have been able to do on my own just by plugging in the guys that are experts in their own field so i'm friends with um with dan mcpherson the the actor and i watch him well friends social media friends and i watch him i watch him online other than the fact that he pumps bloody joy into the world with everything he does really he's very much into the daily meditation he uses the app headspace i'm pretty sure and i sort of hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thought for a while there that, yeah, that was something that I probably should do, you know, do something like that in the mornings. And then I realized that for me, um, 30 minutes on the rowing machine or five kilometer run or or you know on the on the assault bike or, or that was my version of meditation that mm. that fitness where i just like let my brain turn off for a while it's probably not the same thing and there's going to be some some meditation geeks going to send me some hate mail now which i won't read because i don't read messages on social media but i think that there's i think there's certainly something to that rhythmic sort of losing yourself finding that state of flow i think that's why guys like surfing as well you know a lot of guys and girls when oh they, yeah big time you know it's that- anybody yeah anything can get you in the flow state i mean hiking for me is a big one too but i think with anything mental health related it's i think hiking would be a trigger for me That'd be, that'd be, you know, <laughs> next thing, next, next thing you know, you're on NVG, <laughs> NVGs at night going into a cordon and search and anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, but mate, what, what we found anyway, like mental health, people try and put a, a single branded solution on everybody's problem, which is mm. what, the problem, what the issue was originally, like PTSD was the only uh, label that they could put on things, but everybody's different. Mm. Everybody's going to find different ways to or different techniques that work for them 
Mm. Um, so me sitting down, like I, I love Wim Hof stuff. I don't know if you've seen the Iceman Wim Hof, um, but he's he's process you can knock over in, in under 10 minutes. And I try and do that every morning, whether it's in an ice bath or in a cold shower. And you walk out from that and you couldn't be grumpy if you tried. Mm. And that's in, with, with 10 minutes a day. So, mm. yeah, I think clearing your head and, and meditating, uh, there's, there's a thousand different ways. You just got to find what works for you. Mate, that's an, that's that's such an awesome insight. You're right, and the, and I have seen some of the Ice Man stuff too. And I, I was just thinking when you said that then, but when I was training reasonably hard for triathlon, I used to jump into a um, immersion pool, cold immersion pool, a couple of times a week, and um, so much, it had so much of an effect on me that I actually have thought about buying one and putting one into my house. Like it's just it's one of those things where it's agony at the time. But you're right. You get out of it. You couldn't be pissed off with anyone if you wanted to. I mean, it has the opposite. Ice bath and sauna. It's, I mean, I've, I've tried float tanks, but um, I don't know. They, I think they're a bit, little bit next level. They're a bit for, gimmick. They're a bit gimmicky for me, my, my mate. Yeah, I think my mind doesn't work like that. And you're right. Everyone's everyone's uh, experiences will vary. You know, it's the same with the with being in the army. You know, or being in the ADF. Everyone's experiences are varied. You know, I had this amazing career, which I wish I hadn't left sometimes but you just have to because you do 20 years and then what do you what do you is that your life for the next 20 you know but what yeah so what did you you were in infantry obviously yeah um i, I was in i joined the army i mean this, this is kind of where my story kind of leads me down the path of, of having a few issues i guess because like i said i didn't have any dramas that i believe were, were traumatic related but I, I joined the army when i was 20 mm. um and went to one hour in townsville as an infantry soldier and that was meant to like in the back of my mind, that's all I wanted to do. I was going to be a lifer. Um, and then I wanted to do the whole special forces selection process. And I got to, I think it was 2011, um, I was on panel to go to, to Perth to do selection. And a month before I went, I lost my sister to cancer. Um, and being a perfect 25-year-old infantry soldier who has no concept of how to deal with emotions whatsoever, I just buried it and went on selection. And, I was good to go probably till halfway when it was the, the happy wonder happy wonder phase where you're by yourself um, just walking um, and I just fell apart, mate. Like just turned into a big bag of shit mm. and came home and then that that was kind of I had a whole bunch of shit that I had to deal with as far as needing my family needed me in Newcastle at the time because I mean when your parents when the 20, 28 year old daughter dies it's they, they were off the rails. So I needed, I felt at the time anyway that I needed to be back here helping the family side of things out, putting the compassionate posting. One hour was, was pretty wicked at the time. They signed it off straight away, flew me straight down to Newcastle. And then two months later, I got an email from Canberra saying we're short on full tracks in Townsville. You've got to go back up next week. Um, and that wasn't happening at the time. So my the the CEO and the RSM again were really good. They got me discharged within a couple of weeks, mm. um, which at the time was exactly what I wanted. But long term, I look back at it and I'm like, that's I wanted to be in the army forever, and now I've cut it short. Mm. I was only in for six years full time. Like I, I still do stuff with reservists now, but um, that that had a big effect on me down the track. Mm. And that's when I started to have a whole bunch of what I look at as kind of adjustment disorder and, and not being able to really re readjust and readapt to what yeah. life was going to throw at me now that everything I wanted to do was kind of in the past and not going to come into fruition. So, yeah, that's that's kind of my the story as to where I got to where I am as far as like a, a few mental mental health dramas along the way. 
I'm sorry, sorry to hear about your sister first and foremost. We'd, oh, geez, my, my dad passed away from cancer as well. And I mean, everyone listening to this probably knows someone who's died of cancer. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, and I've seen some amazing, tough people who can't fight it, right? Um, mm. One of the chapters I'm writing in my next book, which is interesting, it's, I haven't really talked about the next book too much on the podcast yet, but one of the chapters I'm writing is um, is about the armor that we wear and also about the the personality that we take on due to the, the work that we do. And one of the one of the things about, especially about infantry battalions, is that you take on that persona and you live and breathe that persona. And the longer you're there, the more it becomes a part of you forever. And it's the armor, it's the that's the you know tongue in cheek. It's the body armor that you end up having in every relationship that you have. And the thing about the thing about you is you probably you know like me, you have that persona you're an infantry you know you're an infantry corporal and you're probably a high performing one at that you know and the fact of the matter is you're on happy wanderer which shows that you are for my mind and then the thing about sas selection and commando selection and i can talk with authority on the two of them is that you know they're designed to break down that armor and strip it away from you and get to the core of what makes you who you are so they can see if they can then build you back up again or you know, and if you've gone through a traumatic experience, mental experience like that, you know, you were going to be found out. It was mm. going to happen. Um, I certainly wouldn't. I hope you don't blame yourself for not completing it. I've seen that. I've seen many people go through the same sort of thing. Um, that's oh. not to say that you wouldn't be able to, if you, you know, you, you know, if you wanted to in the future, especially if you're still a reservist, it's not to say that you couldn't apply again and have another crack at it, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I did last 2007, um, but then I got the I didn't even attempt uh, any selection. I kind of get to the point where I'm like, I don't. This is I was fight. It was almost like I went through a midlife crisis because I, I started to accept where I was at and what what had happened and and um, the fact that I had to readjust with what priorities in life were and me trying to chase. The dreams of 20 like i'm 33 now me trying to chase 24 year old me's dreams was i was chasing them for the wrong reasons and i i mean i still miss the arm every day but i've realized now i miss the people that were there and, and the boys that were in my kind of tribe i don't i don't miss um going to work every day and getting told what to do and, and mm. getting sitting around the cages and going out bush there it's some things that i definitely don't miss but um yeah i i've come to accept that what happened uh, and and why I had to come home from selection and the fact that there was I mean there's a big yeah egos ego gets crushed when you yeah. think that you um always going to be a special force soldier and if something happens mm. and you don't get to to reach the level mm. you thought you were going to but um I've I've taken plenty of time to think about it and that's I'm I'm, I'm completely okay with it yeah now. cool uh, but going back I think for me to do it again would I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, and it's it's not something that would have a positive long-term effect. Yeah, fair call. I take huge strength when I see um, MMA fighters like knock the fuck out. And the reason for that is those dudes are at the top of their game. You know what I mean? And they've trained all that time. Some of them are black belt BJJ guys that you and I wouldn't stand a chance with in the street either. So they're legitimate. And then, mm. and then they get they just get dispatched and it can be mm. like one decision or whatever, but it's the way they bounce back from that. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm, okay. 
I was at the top of my game and I'm coming back. And it's, that's very similar to what you're saying now. It's like you're on top of your game. You got dispatched. You know, you look back on it now and go, yeah, okay, that's just one facet of my life, but um, I move on now and crush something else. You know, and I think, and I had the same, I had a similar thing as well where I got knocked back from, from you know, SAS selection and then bounced back and, and come back and do something different in the future. Um, so, yeah, I think that, and quite often it's, quite often, it, you know, it's the struggles that people are going through um, that you don't see that make those people more special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this, absolutely. I think this we say it's got a lot of legs. I think it's going to be great. How can people support it, or or what what would you be after for support to be able to to get it out there into the into the marketplace and and? Um, oh, so I'll, I'll briefly touch on the way we've structured this charity. So I, I built, I set up a charity behind it just because the more the people are going to um, get behind it and and help us get it in front of more veterans, we don't want to be paying tax, right? So that was the main reason to, to get a charity model behind it so that we could get this out there and, and, and keep as much of the money that people want to donate to it without having to pay a bunch of tax on it. But the other, the issue we had along the way is we, I look at, there's so many charities out there, right? And there's a lot of them in mental health and there's a lot of them in the veteran space. And I don't, I mean, not to say anything negative about them, but most of them have been started by people with the best intentions. They, they want to help um, and they want to raise money for cause that they truly believe in. But the problem with, with most charities is they are a business and, and in order to make money, they have to sell something. And what they're selling is a sad story. So hmm. we didn't want to be like that because like, like you touched on before, there's a, there's a really toxic narrative around at the moment where we just make veterans into victims. And that's a really good story to sell to people that veterans are all broken and they're victims. So give us a bunch of your money and we'll tell you a really sad story. Um, and that's, that's, that's super counterproductive if you're actually trying to get veterans out of thinking that they're a victim and trying to help them hmm. long term. So we wanted to make a charity model that had an actual product to sell. Uh, which is where we've, we've designed it now. So people can donate directly to Swiss 8 at, at swiss8.org. Um, but ideally, we don't want to be shaking buckets for gold coins. We've got this product. We're going around to bigger companies, like 100 to 1,000 plus employees, uh, and offering the app as a corporate health program um, and letting them know that for every person who uses or pays to use the app, one veteran will be able to use it for free. So it's a, it's a one-for-one kind of funding model. Uh, and it means that the, the whole the whole company is run by uh, veterans at the moment. They're all ORs. So it's, it's the peer group of people that we understand that we've done the testing with, that we've surveyed to find out what their issues are. They're the guys behind it running it. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're selling it to big companies or, or getting big companies to get behind it in, in some capacity, uh, and that's how we're raising money to, to keep it free for veterans. Mm. That's cool, man. I think it's got legs. Yeah. I think it's going to do all right, for sure. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. We're a couple of months away, but, I mean, um, we, we set up the website a month or two back just to start to build interest, and we've had a really positive response. So, mm. And that's both from the veteran community and the, and the kind of corporate sector so that's good we'll just have to roll it out next year and see how we go mm. yeah very good well if you um if you send me some of the details into my email i'll um i know a few people i'll um i'll flag it with them and see what they say and if there is any like people in the veteran community listening to this that do have an, a business in the fitness nutrition meditation yoga that kind of space 
uh, we want to hear from them. So, I mean, you can find us on, on social media. It's just Swiss 8 or, or email info at swiss8.com. And we want to get these businesses behind it so that we can essentially deliver this product to companies around Australia using um, veterans to deliver the product, to deliver fitness concepts and, mm. and nutrition concepts and, and mindfulness concepts. So that's kind of what we want to do. The the, the behind the, the underground platform for the app is, is a, essentially a connection, like a support network to build community for, for the veterans out there that are in this space. So, that's cool. Yeah, get into it. I like the idea of the retreat myself, but anyway. Oh, mate, probably phase six now. I've got 100 new ideas coming in every day for what we've got to do next. But once the app's out there and it's, the, the concept's been proven, 100%, we've got to get the retreat up and running. Yeah. And That's, um, what about branching into the US? It'll be free. So when we when we kick off with, I mean, this is all, I've, I've, I'm working on getting government funding behind it, but at the moment, this has been a, uh, a charity that's been financed by re- remortgaging the house. But we've we've got the funding now to to get it um, built and sustain it for at least the first twelve months, so that we can make it free for all Western forces. So there's a list. It won't be all of them to start with, but Canada, the UK, the US, Australia, Netherlands, basically all, all the um, military countries that I've worked with and that, that my peer group have worked with, mm. they can access it for free from day one. Mm. Once the, the, I mean, the charity model is only set up in Australia, but once again, we've tested and adjusted everything from that end. Uh, if everything's working like we hope it does, we'll move to these other countries and set up some kind of fundraising mm. model so that we can sell it to companies over there as well and get more and more of their veterans on board. Because, um, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a big number of veterans in the States, so we've got to make sure we've got some, enough funding coming in to give mm. 25 million people free access to it. Jeez. Adrian Suda... Well done, man. I hope it goes well for you. Keep me in mind when you're the next Elon Musk. (laughs) One day. One day. All right, man. Hey, thanks, brother. Thanks for your time, mate. This is good. Obstacle racing is all the rage across the world. And here in Australia, we are sport for quality. If you want to test your physical and mental toughness, then get outside and compete in true grit. It's a military-inspired obstacle course. I know it's legit, because I served in Special Forces with a co-founder and managing director, Adam McNamee. And to celebrate our bromance, the good dudes at True Grit have created a discount code for listeners of this podcast. Use the code WARRIORU2019, that's WARRIORU2019, for 10% off every one of the 2019 events. And hopefully, I'll see you there wearing one of my WARRIORU t-shirts. Catch you, gang. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Bram Connolly here, retired Special Forces Operator and Officer with over 20 years in the Australian Army. I want to tell you a little bit about the Warrior U program that forms the basis of the Warrior U website. The program has been designed to help anyone aspiring to join the Australian Defence Force. There's a tailored fitness program based on simple movements that ensures you get from zero to hero in the time frame that you have available. There's lessons on military skills and culture. Lessons are self-paced, and there are quizzes to help reinforce the learning. Some of the topics include weapon types, navigation theory, survival, and there's fieldcraft lessons too, just to name a few. There's also a mental resilience block of training. The main aspect of the program, though, is the access to mentors who've either held positions within the Defence Force recruiting or recruit or officer instructors, and even some Special Forces selection staff. 
So no matter what you want to do in the ADF, we have a mentor to assist and provide advice. There's a one-off payment of $99 for the complete program. Check out the website on www.warrioru.com.au. That's warrior and the letter U. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.